Jones, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Sixers hold on to defeat the Boston Celtics Wednesday night. Nick Nurse's squad takes over first place in the Eastern Conference. Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid continue to dominate while the team gets solid contributions from their suddenly very deep bench. The Sixers take on the Pistons Friday night to kick off the in-season tournament. The Eagles win a close game against the Cowboys on Sunday to improve to 8-1. Jalen Hurts guts out another impressive performance despite a knee injury. Dallas Goddard and N'Kobe Dean suffer injuries in the game and will be out multiple weeks. The Birds will enjoy a much-needed bye before their Super Bowl rematch against the Chiefs in Week 11. Reese Hoskins appears to have played his final game as a Philly as Dave Dombrowski announces that Bryce Harper will remain at first base. Will the Fightins re-sign Aaron Nola or look for pitching elsewhere? The Union win their opening playoff series against the New England Revolution. They move on to face the Supporter Shield winning FC Cincinnati in the conference semifinals. And the Flyers make history Tuesday night, being the first team this season to lose to the horrible San Jose Sharks. All that more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Could be back. Different day, but... Great to be back here in the seat. We got some lovely foliage here, which I feel like uh, yeah. between two ferns. It's new, really nice. the new, yeah, the sets reached the new, the new stage, yeah, new level. Leveled up a little bit. Feels good, but uh, finally feeling good. We were all at the uh, Eagles game on Sunday to watch us beat up on the Dallas Cowboys. I think uh, finally feeling back to normal. So, other than that, I can't complain. Yeah, there's a return to normalcy, as the great American president. Warren G. Harding once said, uh, <laughs> "Was quite a pull. <laughs> was certainly a little, a little out of it from uh, being at the game this past weekend. We additionally we had a pretty good Saturday night. Mm-hmm. We all went to the comedy show. We all had dinner oh, yeah. and some drinks and had a good time. So uh, certainly feeling it a little bit. Actually feeling kind of low key sick. Seasons are changing, <laughs> weather's changing, immune systems are weakening. But uh, all in all, man, doing all right. But hey." How are y'all guys' blood pressure? We were at the nail biter on Sunday. We had that Sixers nail biter last night. Yo, my heart was racing last night. I couldn't fall asleep for a while, quite frankly. Yeah, it was a that was a tough one. Yeah, two very close games against hated rivals pulled them both out. So very good. But yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to be feeling like that all the time. No, for sure. What? And yeah especially the team that they played. Like, I don't need that back-to-back. But I think I was so exhausted emotionally from the Sunday game that I was definitely stressed out about the Sixers. But I was like, I don't have any more juice in the tank. Like, you guys just got to finish this out. Like, I can't handle, uh, you know, overtime or anything like that. But they find a way to win. And these teams that we've been seeing in Philly, at least with these two so far, good teams find a way. Yeah, okay I think with that. you could certainly make the case that the Sixers of last year lose that game mm-hmm. the eagles of yeah. nick sirianni's first year lose that game sunday but uh that's what you said good teams find a way to win the eagles clearly a good team made it to the super bowl first in the nfl and uh the sixers we didn't know what to expect this year but got rid of james harden who has been ass dude for the, yeah. the clippers he had some some great highlights last night and that uh and the clippers loss against the 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 Brooklyn Nets, yeah. the, the juggernaut Brooklyn Nets. Did you see that pass? Yeah, oh my just god! Winging passes out of bounds. Dude, the, yeah, he like winged that pass. That, that like uh, the fucking announcer like caught the ball. The best was he had so much time to just shoot a corner three. It's yeah. like he it's it's like he refuses. He won't like make a catch and shoot three, even if he has like all the time in the world. He's like, no, I have to 
either passes off or a dribble for at least five seconds. And it's never one a, or the other. It's Can't never just a short shoot the ball. pass. It's always a pass like across the court or like somewhere yeah. that doesn't need to be right there. Yeah. The announcer was like, "That was the best call I've made in my entire career." Because he was like, "I saw it coming as soon as he let it go. Like it wasn't even close to the guy." But yeah, and then uh, he has that. He has those threes. He they lost to the Knicks too in his mm-hmm. first game on Monday. Kicks it out. Someone kicks it out. I think it's Kawhi kicks it out to Harden for a wide open three at the top of the key. No one's within 10 feet of him. He stares at the basket for like a second, pump fakes for no reason, and shakes a sidestep three and misses it. Just like, dude, you just made it so much harder on yourself for no reason. They're 0-2 in the Harden era. Yeah. He, was, he also, last every... night, he was trying to do that little, like, uh, you know, bounce pass yeah, in the, the lane. pocket to, pass, yeah. Yeah, to, uh, to Zubats and just not it was not on the same page at all it was nowhere nowhere near him it just went out of bounds it's like yeah joel and b ain't walking through that door buddy get used to get used to zubas see how, what kind of uh two-man game you got going with that guy yeah i honestly think he's going to be playing in china next year <laughs> yeah honestly man because if he keeps playing like this given just the drama that he brings everywhere he goes Unless he's willing to sign for a vet minimum, which he'd probably make more in China than a vet minimum, quite frankly. Unless he's willing to do that, he's he's gone. No NBA team's going to want him. Yeah. I also just don't see that team functioning with all those no. guys. With Russell, him, PG, Kawhi. Like, there's no... I, it doesn't work. It, doesn't, it can't work. Yeah, it's... I mean, because the way that they've been playing, they've been wanting to have, you know, Russell take the ball up right. and have Harden play off the ball, which is like... And that's, that's the whole that thing why he didn't want to play. Yeah. He wants yeah. to be the commander. It's uh, like, well, yeah. I, I don't know why you want it. I don't know. It makes it's, no it's sense funny. to me, but I love to watch it. I mean, thank God that all played out the way it did. Because, I mean, if he... Uh, I mean, if we very well could have been talking about going into year one of like a three-year or a four or like a four-year oh, Harden deal mm-hmm. making way too much money. But uh, yeah, thank 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 God that uh, Harden is a huge uh, loser, pain in the ass, and did not want to come back here. You also shout out Daryl Morey too. I know we've mm-hmm. given him a lot of grief. Yeah, but uh, he had the the courage not to give Harden a max, as I think many people were probably fearful that he was going to do. And uh, yeah, did Daryl misread the situation? Yes, but uh, at the end of the day, he held his ground and said, "Harden, you're not." gonna get a max you're not worth a max no one else is giving you one we didn't even have a chance to see what daryl would have offered him but daryl didn't break and offer him a max right away didn't i guess i shouldn't say he didn't take the first trade but he he made sure that the sixers got value out of yeah. the Harden trade yeah. and uh i guess we can kind of just jump right into the sixers we've kind of seen that value prove mm-hmm. itself with these bench guys <clears throat> yeah i mean you know especially this offseason a lot of people were saying this is like the worst off season that they've had in years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to remember the last, like if there's ever been a, uh, this dramatic of a vibe shift in any team, like this was, I mean, the fandom had kind of hit like their breaking point with this team during the summer with how they go out again in the second round. They look like shit. The last couple of games against Boston, uh, all this shit with Harden starts, we, uh, you know, lose a couple guys over the offseason that would have liked to, would have, at the time, would have liked to have kept. Um, you know, it just keeps going and going like that. And then you have, uh, you know, the, these 
weird uh, bogus like trade rumors about Embiid. People are like, he's going to be asking out. <laughs> all this shit, like just the it was just a spiral of despair with this fucking fan base. And now it's like, I don't. I remember last time I was just excited about the Sixers. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's been a uh, a seismic vibe shift. I mean, we were all ready to jump off the Betsy Ross too for a minute. Like we were like, we're not going to watch. We're going to boy- like. Yeah, it, it was, was like I th- guess we'll have to watch because we do this podcast, right? <laughs> but yeah. it was going to be. Regretful. But now I'm looking forward to watching. Right. Now we're like, you know, first of all, games okay. Now. now it's it feels great, and all those little moves. Like yeah, you're right. It wasn't the big sexy flash in the pan that we were hoping for, or whatever. Especially coming off the playoff run, but you know, pieces are pieces. When they start to play, it it works. And honestly, too, shout out Nick Nurse. Like I feel like. Yeah. There were points in, late in the fourth quarter uh, in that game last night that I feel like Doc would have let the team ride out and not call timeouts. I feel like oh, for as sure. soon as we had – it was 14, a point lead we had on him in the fourth. As soon as Tatum came out there, hit that three, he called a quick timeout. Like, all right, cool. I feel like Doc – that was the time where I was like, Doc would have let that thing ride out. It would have been even worse. Now, granted, they did they chop that lead down quite sizably. But little things like that, you can see that their head's in the right spot. They're still playing aggressive. The coach looks good. So – yeah, I mean, from top to bottom, they look like a solid franchise, despite what we thought was going to be shambles to start yeah. the season. I mean, they just look like a very different team. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember last time we've seen the Sixers play with like that level of defensive intensity for Big 48 time. minutes. Like Some of those defensive rotations were like, you know, Boston swinging the ball because, yeah, someone's got to – if I'm not open or if someone's closing out on me, the next guy's got to be open. And every time they swing it, a Sixers defender is right in the guy's mm-hmm. face as he's catching the ball. Yeah, They had a few defensive possessions like that where they either forced a 24-second shot clock violation or forced like a really bad contested three that was just way off. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know like the narrative from uh, you know Boston fans this morning is like, well, we had like a really bad shooting night, and uh, you so know, did we. but right. it, yeah, so did one, so did we, and two, like I mean, I think our defense was causing a lot of bad shots, so that's not just. You know, I, I don't think it was just bad luck on their part. I think it had a lot to do with the way that we were defending them. And to take them down to the 24-second shot clock, too, like, against that team is – it's you, they have one of probably their best defensive game against the best offensive team. I mean, it was – Yeah, they it were was a the best offense in the league. It was, you yeah. know, yeah, Boston's not going to score 130, 150 points a game. However, we haven't really seen this team, to your point, Trevor, play defense like that, especially against Boston. It was really good to see them play long defensive possessions that – they didn't draw a foul. They ended up getting the ball back. I mean, everything just kind of aligned right, and they, they did their job and knew their role. And I don't know what Nick Nurse is feeding these guys or what they are fighting for right now, but whatever it is, I hope they keep that shit going. Yeah. I mean, when I watch them now, I, I have to think, like, what was Doc doing during practice? Right. <laughs> like, what, like, literally, what was he having them do? Like, were they what drills were they doing? Right. What was he telling them to do? Because it just, it just on, feels guys. like this is – Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like – Doc Rivers' uh, whole th- thing just seemed to be like, I have some good players. I'm just going to let them play. Whereas Nick Nurse is like, I actually have like an idea of what we want <laughs> yeah. this to look like, and you know, uh, schemes and rotations mm-hmm. and strategy. You know, yeah. <laughs> like well, you know, coaching stuff. Well, that's the thing. Doc's from like <laughs> the late '90s, early 2000s era, where you had like these these stars, they these uh, helocentric stars that would just dominate mm-hmm. the game, like a Kobe. Uh, an early LeBron, an, an AI, a Tracy McGrady, a Vince Carter. The NBA doesn't work like that anymore. Certainly you still have those heliocentric stars like Luka, like Harden when he was good, um, like LeBron when he was good. 
Who am I thinking of? Um, Jokic isn't really like that. You could say potentially Tatum here and there. Yeah, Tatum kind of. But even still, like, they're more of, like, they're still more of team guys, whereas Mm -hmm. Doc just isn't wired to coach like that. So, yeah, his practices were probably like, all right, we're going to practice 50 different ways for James to get you well (laughs) the ball. Yeah. That's all we're going to do. PJ, you go stand in the corner. Tobias, you stand in the other corner. Maxi, you run around like a chicken with your head cut off. That's going to be the offense. Mm-hmm. And then defensively, I don't know if Doc ever really coached defense. It looked like there was probably no situational practices going on. Like, all right, we're going to practice this. We're up by 10. We're down by whatever. Like, here's what we're going to do. It, they never seemed, like you said, yeah. they would have, last year they would have lost this game 10 times in a row. Like, there's no yeah. way they would have. I mean, this game came. felt very game six-ish to me at times, but yeah. we actually won it. I just remember, like, last year, think whenever uh, – you know, whenever, like, Doc would call a timeout and he brings out, like, the whiteboard, you know, I'm always just thinking, like, what the fuck is he actually writing on that thing? <laughs> yeah. I just, like, it's a to-do like, list. Because then they would come out with, like, the, the, the dumbest play. This is, like, where they could barely inbound they the ball. They would turn the ball over yeah. half the time. They're like, Doc, like, that's a smiley face. Oh, yeah, shit. I know, right? That's what I was saying. Like, he was probably just showing them, like, a picture. He's like, guys, uh, you see, I, I'm really good at drawing Garfield. <laughs> he come like out there all just, out there, like... <laughs> I'm just like Jim Davis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nice Pulled to see a coach Garfield actually place. coach the team. And it's they're so young that it's like these guys need – yeah, you have superstar potential with Harden and or with uh, Embiid and Maxie's playing his nuts off. Uh, Tobias is playing his balls off. It's great to see these guys do their thing. But it's like, all right, they still need – you know, they're all professionals, but they still need plays, schemes. Especially when a team like Boston comes in, you have to – scheme against them. Right, like they're yeah. not you can't just be like, all right guys, like I trust you to go out there and do your job. Like, no, what that's not how any sport works, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean with Nick Nurse he's certainly added sort of like some defensive intensity and some some structure to what they do on defense. But also also offensively, man. Mm-hmm. We continue to see that it's more than just the Maxine and Beat show. Like before it would have been the Harden and Beat show. But you see guys like Tobias Harris get involved, Kelly yeah. Oubre. Yep. They're getting involved. Um, Batum. Batum, since he came yeah. into the lineup, has been hooping. Yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of those guys that kind of just are able to, because they can move well, they're athletic, that can kind of serve as like a little like release valve for when the Maxim Bead thing isn't like, there's not, when there's nothing there. Like, there's somewhere else to go with the ball. You know, guys are like cutting on the baseline and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, fuck, they even got Ferk involved. Yeah, you know? for a few yeah games. that one game, he went fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, for a few games. He went for, for, yeah, nuts. I mean, that may not last, but uh, nice. whoever, yeah, I mean, he, he's... Well, seven games in, I'm all back on the Furcon train, so, like, we're good that way, but... Yeah, our you know? Turkish prince. He'll get some, he'll continue to get some run here and there, man. Yeah. And but, we haven't seen Obama yet or anybody else like that, so, like, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, some car... Know? A few garbage time minutes. Yeah, Paul's you know. been hooping though, dude. Last night when he, Paul, when, he, when, when he cooked Drew on that one play, yeah, I was cracking. That up. was hilarious. Or when he ripped Tatum. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Bebo Paul's been hooping. Yeah, so. it was, he, and he was kind of like shaky to start the year. But he looked good yeah, last night. He's yeah. been better the last handful of games. Yeah. I think I mean, he was only like minus one or something last night or something. You know, Which like those so, non Embiid minutes. Are yeah, usually, like if yeah. you can break even on those minutes, then yeah. that's that's uh, you know all you can ask. Pat yes, Bev so. bringing that intensity. You can see feel, feel on the team, too. Yeah, Pev had to that, that, like, uh, going to the half, he yeah. had that, like, buzzer beater, yeah, floater yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Pat Bev, among, I saw something on Instagram. 
among bench players. I, I mm-hmm. don't even know if this is a credible source or not. I forget what it was. He's first in plus minus among bench players for a guy that doesn't score. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty impressive, man. He he just he brings the vibes and the intangibles. Yep. Like Pat Bev got that dog in him for real, man. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a fun group. And like they have like an actual like a deep bench now, which yeah. like when's the last time we could say that about this team? Uh I mean last night they didn't even have to like use everybody. They you know, which is good. I mean, I guess a team like Boston, you like shorten the bench up a little bit. Um, you know, we didn't see any. Roko uh, got some good minutes in there. Yeah, last night like we didn't too. see yeah, Roko. Like, really yeah. But yeah, yeah, having Roko be able to sh- like shoot threes. It's good seeing him back in uh in Sixers uniform. Right he had there. a couple big deflections, mm-hmm. big steals. Yeah, and Tobias too. Intent. I mean, the guy was playing. I haven't seen him look. He usually looks all pissed off like that late in the season when people start talking shit about him being a Sixer. Like, ah, oh, I can't believe it's a waste of money. But like. He looks like he's having fun this year too. Dude, there's no, no one's no one's happier to have Harden gone than Tobias. Yes. Oh, for sure, <laughs> yeah. that's worth his yeah. bomb. He's dude. like, yeah, he's like a brand new man, mm-hmm. fucking with Tobias or with uh, with Harden yep. chipped out. Yeah, so guess a couple statistics here that I was looking up earlier. So the Sixers, right now, they're fifth in the league in offensive rating, fifth in the league in defensive rating. Teams that generally finish in the top ten in both are like championship-level teams. We're only seven games in, so certainly not saying anything about that yet, but they have that pedigree. They have that look. They're 1.01 points behind Boston for the best net rating in the league. Yeah. So, like... Neck and neck. Yeah, they're 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 playing really good basketball, man. In terms of pace, I guess I'll, I'll define pace a little bit because, like, a lot of times people think of pace as just fast break, like... You, you, the other team misses, mm-hmm. you throw the ball down the court, you score a bucket real quick. But it's really just how quickly you get the ball up the court on a made basket, how quickly you get in your set, how quickly you run your set. Where do you all think the Sixers were in pace last year? Of the 30 teams? Possibly dead last. I would say 25. 27th. Ooh. Yeah. Damn close. Thanks. So there, it was surprised me that there were teams yeah. that were slower than the yeah, last who year. Were, who was slower? I, I, don't, I don't remember. But where do y'all think they are this year? Gotta be. At They're least, probably not as high as you think, but I'm gonna say eight. Yeah, I was gonna say like somewhere ten ish, like maybe eight, ten or nine or ten, something like that. Twelve. Twelve. Not okay. bad. So yeah. towards the the front half of the league, but mm-hmm. still not crazy. But I think we were just so used to Harden bringing the ball up, mm-hmm. taking sixteen seconds to get it or eight seconds to get it across half court. Eight more seconds to to dribble the air out of the ball, then eight more seconds to finally get into a set. Whereas now, like I said last week, it's just bing, bang, boom. And that's a bucket. It's just really refreshing to see them step into, like, the modern game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they got all these different wing players, Batum, Rocco, Ubre, Springer. Um, I guess Melton can kind of play up defensively as a wing. All these guys can switch defensively, so, like, they're never at, on, like, a defensive mismatch. Yeah. Yeah. Which is huge against a team like guys. Boston where, like, Boston loves to just look for a mismatch and pick on it. They couldn't do that last night. Nope. But, yeah, man, I haven't seen the Sixers play defense, I dare say, probably this well since Larry Brown was the coach <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah. So it's it's been exciting and uh, looking forward to it a little bit more. I think they're still probably a piece away from being a true title contender. Mm-hmm. Even with the stats I just rattled off all excitedly. But uh, they have that look. They just need to make the right move. It doesn't even really need to be like 
a no. blockbuster trade. I don't yeah, feel that's like the thing. Because I mean, if you if if you know, Maxi can be the second best guy on the team. If you're looking for the trade to get like that third best guy on the team, right? That's like way more doable, and like you can probably do that and still keep some of these bench pieces that we like. Mm-hmm. Use some of those a couple of those picks that we got from Harden. And get like a solid guy to round out the starting lineup. Like that's you know seems very doable. Definitely, I'd be curious to see how they look twenty five games in. I mean, you know they're fresh, they're excited. People don't really know how to play against us because we're a whole new team too. So, you know, you get that third missing piece. You get twenty five games in, see how they're doing. They're gonna be, they're an exciting team to watch, and they're fun. And you can't really beat those two aspects when you watch basketball like that, especially as a Sixers fan. Yeah, it's. Uh... From what we expected coming into the season. What'd you say? I said compared to what we expected oh, like, no. coming yeah. into the season. Did not expect I, this I thought it all. was going to be an interesting season for all the wrong reasons. Right. right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's been a re- really fun, entertaining season for all the right reasons. Yeah, like they don't need a star. Hell, I mean, Tobias can kind of play as the third best offensive player on your team most nights. Yeah. You don't. I mean, they just need like a... Um... I guess I feel like they kind of need another like ball carrier to compliment Maxi because like when Maxi's off the floor, it's a little a little slow, kind it's of ugly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a you know a, a really a good backup uh, point guard would be nice. Yeah, or like a two. But yeah, the fact can... that we just need like a, ba- a nice backup right. point That's guard is a, a nice position to be. And we don't need like a t- you know we don't need uh, to make another like James Harden type trade or right. whatever oh, hell the no. fuck. Like we don't need break the bank and trade everybody yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just need a nice little piece. Yeah. We need a Drew Holiday, but he plays for the team we played last night. Yeah, too bad for that. Brutal. But, uh, oh, I guess the last thing Sixers-wise, Sixers the in-season tournament. Yeah, we got to see that. Is that at home or is that in Detroit? I think it's in Detroit. Okay. I think. Yeah, is, I saw stuff on Instagram. You get to see their ugly-ass court. Oh, man. Those courts, Those courts are so, repugnant, dude. So I don't know bad. why they did they too look much. Like fuck, they look like some fucked-up like college courts like some of the some of the courts in college just have like weird colors and, mm-hmm. and shit like that's kind of what this looks like it's like when you play 2k you get to like create your own team and it's like if you're playing 2k to like make a stadium you're doing it for the wrong reasons here like you gotta colorize the court and change it all up like yeah. they too much it's it uh, looks like they got a high school mm-mm. graphic design class <laughs> yeah. seriously they look <laughs> so amateurish you do solid blue and solid red so every other panel it's like oh man Mm-mm. Yeah, I was listening to uh, I think it was Brian Rin- Brian Winhorse Hoops Collective. Forget what stadium it is. He said one stadium they painted the three point line in the wrong spot, and they had <laughs> to like go back and like reset it before the game started. I forget what what oh arena God. it was, but I swear that's a thing that he said happened. It's just like good lord. Great. Maybe that should be a fun little uh, little uh, wrinkle for the in season tournament. It's like the three point lines, like. A few inches closer. Yeah, closer. <laughs> We're gonna have some high-scoring games. For this. So yeah, we want to get the ratings up for this in-season tournament. Let's bring that three-point line in a few feet. Yeah, it's this thing. Like, what I will say is the games of it, like the games that were a part of the, the in-season tournament that I watched last week, were pretty entertaining. You could tell some teams were trying maybe a little harder than they would otherwise. Because, like, I think the winning team. What do we say? Gets five hundred grand. Per, which for like per, per player, player, player yeah. yeah. Which for yeah. like which someone, for like rookies or something shit. That's like time. some nice little chunk of change. Chunk of change for sure. Women I mean, would love that. Yeah, like someone like on a max contract, it's not much to Don't them, care, but, but they want their teammates, their rookies, and their like their vets that aren't making a whole hell of a lot to win. I think it was Dame Lillard said, "Yeah, 
this doesn't mean a lot to me, but this means a lot for the other guys on my team. So well, I'm going to yeah. try my hardest. Big time. Yeah. yeah, I'd be curious to see like how teams react after the tournament. You know, like you, you try your hardest, you win this little midseason tournament, you win it, you're like, oh yeah, it feels great to win, but like you didn't, you didn't win anything really yet. Yeah. You know, the you, chunk of change is nice, but like I could just see as a pessimistic fan here, you know, because they're coming in hot, they go into the tournament, a team like them, they win the tournament, they're like, oh my god, and then what? You know, how do you keep that mojo yeah. going? I mean, I mean you're I'm, totally, I'm totally expecting the Sixers. <laughs> I'm totally expecting the Sixers to win the in-season tournament yeah. and then, never, and then to then get knocked just, out the first round. And then the just cr- absolutely just, crumble. But like, we're gonna have our moment. They're gonna lift whatever the fuck the, the trophy looks like. I don't even know what the hell. And it he's is, gonna cry. But, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, have his kid it. in his hand. The, pro- the process is vindicated. Could you imagine? We oh, everything no. was everything yep. was fine. You have his baby in one arm and the trophy in the other. Oh my god! Oh fuck! And then we just. Yeah. I mean, I do like the concept because, I mean, this is like a big thing in like club soccer. Mm-hmm. They have all these like, mm-hmm. I mean, like in Europe, they have like, like multiple different in-season yeah. tournaments, basically. Like, you it's have, just like, weird to see like the, f- but that's like brought up through years and years of do- like, it's weird to see the first like, all right, well, let's just see how this thing fucking shakes out, I guess. I don't know. It's it, You don't see a lot of first in, except for like a new team or stuff like that, but a new kind of aspect of the game is very I think it would be fun if they had like a um like the uh, like the like the Champions League version of this or whatever where we get to play like t- like teams from Europe and stuff. Oh hell yeah. That'd be cool. Even though like the NBA teams would probably obviously dominate, but it would be cool cuz like have you ever seen like some of those like Euro games like they're they're, they're officiated so those differently. Fans? The fans they're crazy. Oh, they're... Like they're setting off like pyrotechnics yeah. and so they're like soccer games like, you know, like and sometimes they'll play them like outdoors mm-hmm. and it's just like fucking the atmosphere is fucking crazy and like waving all these flags. That would be really cool to see like the uh you know, the Sixers playing like Turkey or some shit. Like, Yo, Furcon would be back home, dude. Yeah. He'd be going yeah. off. That would be cool. That'd He'd be, be very cool. Damn. So I'm curious. It, it's something for sure. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting basketball. I mean, it's fun to, to get excited about NBA basketball in November. Like, last night's game wasn't part of the tournament. Yeah. But I don't remember the last time I watched a November game where, like, I was that compelled. Yeah. And the, the tournament, for what it's worth, the guys will be trying hard. They'll be playing hard. I wouldn't be surprised if some, like, really bad young team ends up winning the tournament, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Like they're going to be trying. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be trying real hard. Well, with something like this, I mean, you can always be the next, but you can't always be the first. So someone's going to be that historical team that gets it done. But we'll see. Sixers might they might fuck around and do this thing, but yeah. we'll see. We'll be on Broad Street. So <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> They're greasing the poles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey man, any any excuse to party on Broad, I'll take <laughs> yeah. it, dude. I'll take True. it. In season tournament? Fuck it. Yep. I'll see you out there. Yeah, I mean, we were out there this year during the Broad Street run. It was piss and rain. Oh, so nasty. I I was a long day too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good day, though. Yeah, that was a good day. April 30th, you called us winning the Super Bowl. I did. I was all twisted up at that. Where are we at? We are at Pope. For the Pope? We went to Rays. Yeah. Was that it? I felt like we went I think to I called it. I think day. I called it at Rays. Yeah. We, we came at, we were at my house then for we a minute. Back and here, we went, yeah. Yeah. I, I went and got a cheesesteak and went home, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is that about to wrap it up for the, the Sixers? Yeah. Just about, I mean... We'll have plenty more Sixers to talk about, but they've been fun. We can go ahead and move on to 
What do we want to move Birds. on to? Well, I don't know if we want to touch on the uh, Phillies. Yeah, let's talk about the Phillies yeah, a little bit. A little yeah, bit, a little bit in the news. A couple little hot stove updates. So it looks like Reese Hoskins is done for. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, you know, you give the guy that's been playing. I mean, you can't not going to deny Harper what he wants. And I think, you know, they're like, you want to play outfield or play first base? I was hoping he would choose first base, <coughs> just given the fact that his arm and everything like that. I don't want him throwing it. And then next thing you know, he blows his arm out in right field. But at the same time, it's it couldn't have been an easy decision for Harper to be like knowing that he's going to misplace Reese in that way. Mm-hmm. But you got to do what you got to do. And I think that uh, it's tough. It's a business, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably good for his career longevity. You know? Yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah, and I think he 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 had mentioned how much he really enjoyed playing first base. Not to say that he didn't enjoy playing the outfield, but he'd been in the outfield for what twelve years, thirteen this whole years. Whole MLB career, just about. Yeah, just be a little part of the action, a little more. Yeah, yeah. see see that less strain on the arm. I mean, He's, and he is a phenomenal fielder. I mean, the guy. He played first base great. Yeah, I mean, he picked it up pretty quick, and like you assume he'll be even better defensively next year. With he had more just experience. as many errors as a professional first baseman did, who, you know, that's his whole career. Reese is playing first base, really, and that guy was a whole less liability in the playoffs last year. I'll never get over that. So, you know, it stinks, but it is what it is. He did great for us two years ago. No one will forget that, the bat spike and all that. Love the guy. He was here for all those shitty years, but... You're not Bryce Harper. I mean, that's yeah, what it comes down to. That's what it is. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, with uh, with Harper is he's going to eventually have to play first anyway. He's signed till he's 39. Oh, yeah. He's not going to be yeah, out yeah. in right field when no. he's 36 years old, man. Old no. legs. Not with that banged up arm. Yeah. Banged up arm. Banged up back. He's he's had some back issues over the years. Yeah. So sooner or later, he was going to end up at this point. Does it kind of suck to see it happen now, while Reese Hoskins still was still technically on the team, or was a free agent that they could have brought back, sure. But at the end of the day, man, it's a business. That's the business of baseball. Reese will he'll end somewhere. He's probably not going to get a whole lot of money. He's going to have to sign a one-year prove-it deal more than likely. Definitely. But uh, hopefully for his sake, for him and his family's sake, he does prove it, and he ends up getting himself a nice long contract because Phillies haven't really paid him a lot. He's gone to arbitration what once twice yeah he hasn't got like a big like yeah, he's free never done a big contract and this was his chance for it and he's probably not going to get it this year hopefully he performs well and gets one because hey man reese was here through some lean lean years oh, yeah, yeah. Man, he was here when we were butt. yeah he was here when we were ass and we're losing 70 80 90 100 games mm-hmm. he deserves it man he deserves a, he deserves a happy career yeah I also think that there's a chance that he goes out there for that one-year prove-it deal, and then, you know, after next year, maybe Schwarber's gone, you got that DH spot filled up. There's a chance he could come back in the future while he's still somewhat in his prime. So it just is a shame that we're so loaded. We, I'm sure that if there was a way, they would find a way to keep him on the team. There's yeah. just no viable spot to move him. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame to lose a guy like that who's such a – Hometown guy, loves Philly. The, Philly, the city's embraced him, and yep. he's embraced us too. But, you know, go out for a year, get a little payday, and who knows? Things things find a way of working out that way, especially with him and us. So I could see him coming back for sure. We got a lot of guys coming up in the next two years 
uh, you know, that are going to be expiring contracts and things like that that are going to be past their money. So would love to see him come back. Same. Here, do y'all have a favorite Hoskins memory? Um, I mean, it's got to be the bat spike, right? I mean, it's yeah, nothing else really touches that. Yeah, I would say the bat spike for me is up there, Pat. What about you? Is it the bat spike? I think that pretty much solidified it there. Every, I mean, that, yeah, that's got to be it. I mean, I was so happy not only for them having that to get up in the lead that way, but like just the fact that he was the one that did it too. You could tell he was kind of that, in a slump up until then. Yeah, so it was yeah. like but doubly, if you would have yeah. thought that he was from like, like he he really like embodied how we all felt. We were like, hell yeah, man! It like was it just felt. releasing years of just yeah. frustration yeah. of just being. He was a he was this close to the being league. the you know to being the MVP of that series too. I mean, I wish he would have got. I mean, Harper obviously had that other incredible one, but I think that uh, you know that was just a remarkable moment. Yeah, so low key, this isn't a moment, but it was a series of them. When he first came up in 2017. Oh, he was in a home run like every day. He hit yeah. like 20 homers in 40 games. Yeah, that was wild. See, for me, that, was, that wasn't that my favorite Reese memory. The bat spike is my favorite. But that one stands out too. Just seeing him just rake. Because those teams, we had had like Tommy Joseph, Cameron Rupp, yeah. Tyler Goodell. Um, I can't even remember some of these uh, guys yeah. that are on those badass teams. Not badass in a good way. like Bad and ass. Mediocre <laughs> ass teams. You know what I mean? And for Franco. Reese to come up. Yeah, Michael Franco, Odubel Herrera oh, beating yeah. women. <laughs> yeah. Just like miss me with that. But uh, yeah, once Reese came up and Papelbon. started. Oh, Papelbon. <laughs> yeah. Starting fights with reporters. Mm-hmm. Went to Washington and choked Harper out like an asshole. Wild. <laughs> what a dick. But <laughs> they were bad. We, man. Yo, we we suffered through so much for for the six years before Reese got called up and just went on his tear. And it was just so refreshing to finally have a homegrown player that we could feel proud of. Yeah, yeah. So that to me was just a, a low key, really like favorite Reese moment of mine was just when he first came up. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Reese Hoskins. <laughs> Good luck. Pour one out into the plants. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Other Phillies news we got. Uh, they extended the qualifying, qualifying offer to Aaron Nola. I don't think anyone knows what that is. I thought someone yeah. said it was a – well, I'm sure they're very far apart. Yeah. I mean – Yeah, the Phillies are going to go in there. Like They probably have a number in mind that they'll go to. But they aren't going to go in there and offer that to him right away. That's just they are they're making a deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do ten year, two hundred mil. I don't know if that's it or not, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't you know. can give him ten. I don't know what <laughs> no. I don't know what the no. deal would be. But yeah, whatever it is, we'll have to wait and see what Noel's camp thinks of it. Chances are they'll probably decline and see what free agency has to offer. Rumors have it, man, the Braves. Are in on Nola? Can Man, you imagine that? Come on, suck. now that would be brutal. The Cardinals. Yeah. I hate uh, yeah, the Cardinals. Two Could worse. you imagine that? Well, that's great. They'll get him and Hoskins. That'll be phenomenal. I'd rather him go to the fucking Yankees than yeah. those teams. He's not a New Yorker, though. I mean, he he liked Philly well enough. He might like New York. I don't know what that guy fucking likes, but I hope he. He said he liked it here, and I believe him. He was pretty sincere. It took him all year to say that, though. It literally took him all. <laughs> it took him. The whole regular season and half the postseason be like, you know what? I want to stay and come back. Like, what? Mm. We've been asking you that all season. 
you know, I don't know. You can't say that and then be like, you know what? I'm worth more than that. You got, you win a championship. Ca- a lot of these guys either want to get paid or play for a winner. You can get paid very well, and you're with a, a team that is a contender every year. So I don't know what you would be walking away from. Your family's here. You've had a great career here. You you hate it here that much. You want to make a leap. Or you need that much more money. I don't get that. Hmm. He's been paid very well for a professional guy that just throws a ball into a fucking mitt. So he, for as good as he is, he hasn't really though. If he leaves, he's dead to me. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, so we're back I mean, on the Aaron Nola hate train if again. If he huh? leaves, if yeah, if he leaves, yeah, I have to wait and see what happens. Hey, I can't be mad at him if he gets more money, man. You can't be all like, oh, I just love it here. It's a great team. I want to come back. This and that. No, 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 no. You can't say that and then. Walk away. So if you got a job offer tomorrow that said, Pat, we'll pay you three hundred grand per year. You'll have to leave your current job that Hell fucking you, yeah, because like. I never I never looked them in the eye and said, I love it here, guys. Like I just wish you guys would resign me. If they counter that, they'd be like, We can give you a free book bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, if he's getting a substantial amount more money, even though he loves it here, if he's getting that much of a pay increase, I can't be mad at him. I just don't yeah, see. Yeah, the way I get it. Not nah, this is how. Got to take care of his family somehow. I get it. It's how things go. I understand how things work. But he got a baby on the way. But fuck that guy if he leaves. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel. I think he's gone. I don't know. I have nothing to really give me this opinion other than just a hunch. But I think he's gone. I think he's gone to the Cardinals. Ugh, just God. a fear that I have, and it's a fear that. Might be a little irrational, but rumors are saying it. He seems like a St. Louis guy. Where's he I from? New Orleans. New Orleans. Mm. He's okay. not quite the Midwest, but he's a little closer to the Midwest if he's there and if he's in Philly. Yeah. But, so on that topic, right? If he does leave, the other free agent pitchers available, Shohei's not going to pitch next year. It's already been... Declared. I don't think he's coming to the East Coast either. Yes, no, Shohei. I was. I'm ruling him out. He's yeah. not going to yeah, pitch, and he's exactly. not coming here. The other options everyone seems to say the Phillies are in on are likely Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell, who's kind of asked for a guy that's about to win the Cy Young, and Sonny Gray. Hmm. Is Snell from Neither San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. Neither of those guys really eh, excite me. They don't. Snell's thrown a lot of innings. Plus, Snell walks a guy. Snell's like walks per nine innings was like five. You can't be walking. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. He doesn't give up a whole lot of hits, but he walks a ton of dudes. Well, I mean, you also got to figure JT probably adds a sense of a little bit in there. I mean, you got a great. All-star, mm. phenomenal probably helps catcher. A little bit. Maybe that trims that number down a little bit, but I don't know. None of those are like, ooh, I would love to have, you know. I don't know. They're okay. Yeah, Sonny Gray's all right, man. You have to fill – you got to get somebody. If Nola does take a different deal, you got to make a move on somebody. Yeah, I'm wondering if they might try to trade for someone. Well, I don't know who's available. Yeah, I don't know. It's a long off season. I mean, that's what they mentioned Castellanos potentially being talked about in trade talks. So maybe if that's you know if they think that they offered a deal to Nola, he's going to decline it. Maybe you try to ship out Castellanos and. But then, so if you trade him, who plays right field? Right, because Harper's already playing first. Yeah, Rojas, 
They said that he needs to improve offensively to earn himself yeah, so a starting spot. He might not spot. even be center field. Where Brandon's Seth probably going to have to there. be in center or left. I would think center. I mean, to, just to cover ground, he's a speedy guy you want out there. And he played great center before he got injured. But yeah. I don't know. Just something to think. I mean, they got a whole, you know, I don't know how the whole market of baseball is coming out here yeah. with that. But, you know, I'd like them to keep Castellanos. And I think, though, if that you, you leave, if Nolan walks, you got to fill that seat with somebody. I just don't think the market is as hot as, you know. No, the free agent pitcher market's pretty, it's pretty drained. Yeah. Also, Nolan's throwing a shit ton of pitches, too. Like, that guy isn't necessarily, like. That's my biggest you know, concern about giving him, him he's, super long, yeah, right. long contract. We'd keep him to keep, like, our ace, but I don't think he's necessarily, you know, going to go out there and win a Cy Young award or tear it up for somebody else. He'll be good, you know, but that's about it. Yeah, he could fall off a cliff at any point. Yeah. He's thrown a lot of innings, man. Big time. But for the right deal, like I've been saying, like, three, four years. Bring him back. Give him the Zach Wheeler deal. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would take that. But, yo, I guess speaking of Zach Wheeler, y'all seen he won a gold glove? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, see I didn't that. even know he was that good. I, I didn't see that good of a defensive pitcher than me. This I time. guess they got to give it to some pitcher. They should have given it to Ranger. I, that's what I thought. He, I thought, he didn't play enough this year. I guess, I but like. I mean. saying he, that every year about him. He also does have, like, way more swag than when he'd get that ball back at the middle. Uh, he's, he's such always, a like, good chilling. defensive pitcher. He he's is, probably the best in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gold gloves are stupid. Chase Elliott never won one, even though he should have had one like three times, probably. Yeah, Bobby or Bray, you won one. <laughs> yeah, it's a dumb award. It's no like, sense. yeah, because I remember when like Chase Elliott should have won one. It was like Brandon Phillips would win because he would make flashy plays. Exactly, but he wasn't really that it's, good. The gold gloves go to players that make easy plays look hard mm-hmm. instead of players who make hard plays look easy, which is what Chase would do. But you would think that's it's the whole a stupid award, the pro- right? Like, but. fielding is just, yeah, I mean, and there's not even, like, even if you're trying to take the other side, like, the analytics for fielding are also not great. Like, it's they, just they hard fluctuate to... fluctuate so much year It's very hard to evaluate, so it's like, whatever. It's a crap shoot award. It's kind of dumb. I don't really care. Gold glove. Fuck it. That's what I say. Yeah. I'm well. about to win the golden microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hold up. We didn't even talk about... Sorry to bring it back to Harden. I'm not a system player. I'm, I'm a system. A, oh, the system. Oh, yeah, I am the system. Settle the down system. there. Settle down there, Thanos. Like, I don't know what that guy. I, yeah, again, you were at one point, but not anymore. I feel like he just doesn't understand what age is or like, you know, it doesn't make any sense the shit that he keeps saying. Like, I feel like he's trapped in his prime mentally, but he just doesn't. You're not. You're not the guy anymore. You're not that guy. I think Chris Broussard said it best, but I won't say it on on the pod. Y'all seen that clip, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if listeners and viewers, yeah. he said, you, my, "My bad, my, my. <laughs> If if you haven't seen it yet, look up Chris Broussard, James Harden on Twitter. It's probably on YouTube. You could probably Google it. He said, "My bad, my cousin's just like that." I'm like, oh, "God, <laughs> yeah, he just made it like worse. that makes it okay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn, that shit was so fucked up. I mean, I, it catches you off guard. You're like, oh, I was just man. like, did he just say that on TV? Right. And I hate Nick Wright or what yeah, the fuck. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. But even he was like, oof, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we could say that on him. <laughs> yeah, Chris, man, if you want to talk like that, you can come to the Citywide Pod. Oof, we, man. 
We don't have media credentials. We don't have the FCC on us. Nah, we're just drinking beer in a basement in South Philly, so it's definitely a safer space. But that was wild. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, not to get back on the hardened train, but I realized I meant to bring that up before. Yeah. That was too funny. Guess we can move on to the birds. Or do we want to talk about... The Flowers and then well, I guess the Union, we don't really have a whole lot to talk Quick about. Quick shout-out for the Union. Yeah. They shout had a out. big win. They won the series. They do series now well, now the they're last go- playoffs, which is different. Yeah, I was wondering why they were still going on. Yeah, it's a new it's a new format. They but do now like they're on the semis, series. though. Conference semis, yeah. yeah. Against, like, the best team in the league. So uh, they're, like, the, the underdogs here. But um, We thrive they, in that They got that dog mentality. Yeah, dude. we'll Let's see go. how it works. We thrive in that slippery little snake mentality. Yeah. That they are. The Duke Nation. <laughs> the du- yeah, the snakes. Yeah. They got the yeah. snake guy. You see that video? What's his name? Like... Fang, right? Fang, the snake. Yeah, Fang's all right, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, can we can we power rank the mascots in Philly? Easy money. Yeah. Well, you said easy money. Let's go. Let's hear what you got. Obviously, it's Fanatic first. Power ranking. You got it. Oh. Um, then second. Fanatic. Fanatic, and then um, I guess Gritty. Okay. Even though he's a little played out, but like gritty. it's gotta be Gritty. And then I'll go Swoop. Yeah. Three. Okay. Then Fang. Then Franklin. Franklin sucks. I, I, that, that's my exact. Now, if we're doing <laughs> Philly, what do you got? Franklin's so no good. Philly, Bring back hip hop. So well, hell that's yeah. What I, I was gonna say that's the only thing this team is missing. I was really say, hip-hop to bring was swaggy back, as hell, man. I was going to say was all the Fanatic is still one. We just said ranking the top Philly uh, mascots. We didn't give it a parameter of whatever. Oh, I would dude, say but hip-hop. isn't there also that the one that secret that looks ma- like Grimace? Yeah, yeah the, the USFL team or what? Or you, the, yeah, stars? Right? The, the Stars? The Stars. Yeah, he looks like Red Grimace. Yeah, he just looks like mm-hmm. a fucking McDonald's He's the man, guy. dude. I like that. Eagles I don't, used to yeah. have like another I don't know swoop. anything about him, but he looks cool. I like him. Eagles used to have another so version I'll of swoop that was a big there. fluffy one. You remember that one? What? It was like a big doofy looking swoop. He was like a blown up guy. Was like this a big before old... swoop? No, no, it was like swoop and then like this other one. They that coexisted. Was mm-hmm, at the same. Do you ever? Time. Do you remember? There was. Um, I mean, this was before our time, but it, there was. Um, a Flyers mascot. Slap shot. Slap shot. Yeah. He was like. If you look up, if uh, for listeners go on Google and look up uh, Flyers Slapshot mascot on like Google Image Search, and there's like, and they're all like black and white pictures too, which makes it even more creepy. But it looks like some real uh, horror movie shit. Oh fuck that! It's wearing like the long, like the Cooperall, like the long pants, <laughs> yeah, it. and yeah. it just looks so fucked up. And it, la- I think it lasted like not even a season. Damn. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, that thing is ugly as hell, man. Yeah, yeah the, the Sixers used to have Big Shot. He looked like the the red and white basketball. I remember going to Sixers game at the Spectrum when I was a kid. One. He predated hip-hop. I was all right yeah. with Big Shot, man. See, what they should do. I like hip-hop. What they should do, because everyone's been begging to bring back the Iverson-era black jerseys. Fuck it. I think next year, they should do those as the city editions. And as a, par- as a little like compliment to that bring back hip-hop or like a little bit like it doesn't Absolutely. have to be doesn't have to come back as the full-time mascot but bring them back for like some games here and there because like some teams have like multiple 
you know, well, you, you got have like your mask on, you have your alternate. Well, you mask. got like yeah, also like, you have like the heel, you know, that some some teams have like the like uh, the San Francisco Giants have uh, Crazy Crab. You know about Crazy Crab? The fuck is a Crazy Crab? Oh, uh, you never seen that? Crazy Crab? Crazy <laughs> Crazy Crab is kind of awesome. It's just like this really <laughs> shitty. Uh, it's just like a a crab, like a I don't know. It's a crazy crab, but it's like, but uh, I know they used to have it a lot. I think they bring him out like once in a while, but he's like supposed to be like he's supposed to suck, and people just like <laughs> boo him and like throw shit at him and shit. Like that's, that's what that other soup cool. was. Yeah. That other soup was oh, like that. Oh, okay. He would always fall over and shit, and, like throw a kid to the yeah. ground and stuff like. It's that. good to have like a. I think it's good to have like a good like number one a mascot and then like a, a one shitty a, one, one b a shitty mascot that you're just supposed to like not like hip-hop would be sick nice. to bring back to unveil the jerseys oh, like that hip-hop was a g man i remember going to games he'd be doing backflips like multiple backflips yeah just not even like off a mat or like off like a trampoline, trampoline. he could just be doing backflips dunking basketballs mm-hmm. he was gangster dude. that playoff game went to franklin missed it twice on the trampoline oh he's ass they were dude. booing him i yeah, felt bad for the guy out, that know. guy's got a family at home yeah you know what i mean he's, but damn he's he's ass. Ass. the fanatic reigns supreme you can't be always the and forever be. man gritty also just what i will phenomenal say entrance to the mascot nation is that gritty is somehow this leftist like antifa icon <laughs> Dude, it's, it's so the most funny. baffling thing that's to the me. one thing that's kind of annoying about it is that all these like all these like losers are just like really into it <laughs> and it's just like Dude, just can I just can you just let him be like the Flyers mascot and right. stop doing this nonsense? Yeah, I guarantee you, most uh, hockey fans are not down with the leftist politics. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah you know that, is, I mean? that is like the you funniest part about parking it. Lots when it's you, a Flyers game, you, you know, that is the, the funniest, funniest part about it. We, when like, we would go to like military or police appreciation night, I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> well, that that and like the. One of the Flyers' biggest claim to fame is that they beat the Soviet team in like the seventies yeah. or whatever. <laughs> right, right. right like, yeah. They're like the most like the Flyers are like the most like anti-communist yeah. <laughs> like, sports <laughs> franchise in the world. <laughs> except for like, except for like some of the soccer teams in Europe that are just like openly fascist, like right. fucking uh, uh, Lazio in Italy and those kind of fucking shit. Like that's a little different story, but oh, man. Uh, but yeah, it is really funny. Like. You know, this is a, a mascot that's like the intellectual property of Comcast. Is <laughs> yeah, right? Is like the anarchist, <laughs> fucking uh, whatever. It's very yeah. It's it's very silly, but I like him as just like you know, as a, just a straight yeah. up mascot. He's as great, a thing, dude. As a thing that get children into the team, which is literally the whole point. Because it's like because they're they're the Flyers. Uh, Season ticket holders are dying. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, they're slowly dying out. And they're literally. like, shit, we need to get kids and figure this, this out team. ASAP. Give them a purple belly gritty. button. Yeah, that's like what it's pretty much for. Damn. So, yeah. Yeah, fine. I thought with Gritty. Yeah, gritty, Gritty's cool, man. I remember we met him. You remember we met him? I was going up we, the escalator. Yeah, one he was time. so <laughs> soft, yeah, yeah. man. The Fanatic, too. I met the Fanatic. Oh, that long green like, hair. Man, he is so soft. Mm-hmm. But, uh,. Because enough about mascots and whatnot. Um, they do, they all, the mascots I've touched are very soft. But uh, anyway, the Flyers, we can talk about them briefly, I suppose. They're back, baby. They're back to being bad. Yep. yep. They're back. We're Here back comes our 10-game losing yeah, streak. We're back to getting that draft pick, baby. We yep. were worried. We were a little concerned there for a second that maybe they're going to be too good. They might even 
sneak into the playoffs, get like a fucking that thing happened. the 15th pick or some bullshit like that. Nah, we're back in it, baby. We're going for that top 10, top uh, five pick yep. again. Going to get right back in there, get another good uh, another good prospect. Yeah, did you watch any of that Sharks game? No, I had it was like on the radio no. as I was I like for, I like watched a movie earlier that night, and then like as I'm about to like go to bed, I get the notification on my phone that says like Flyers Sharks starting now. I was like, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I'm like, <laughs> saying to watch this fucking shit. Yeah, yo, I put it on the sorry, on the, on sorry, the radio Flyers. while I was going to sleep, and at one point, like I could have sworn the Flyers were up two one. Like I was just in and out of just consciousness. Yeah, so like oh, there was okay. a time where I was like kind of enjoyed the late night. Flyers games. Too old for like, that shit. Yeah, now I'm like, mm-hmm. nah. I mean, I was not still like, like, what, like, and I had to be going to the office the next day too, so I was like, yeah, definitely not. Um, it's exciting yeah. when you're staying up to watch a bad team pull it off, but when you're just now back on the mode of just watching a be Ash, you're like, yeah, I'm not, not, it's not worth the, I just can't get up for it. Yo, apparently they, they looked really bad. I mean, the night we all went out to dinner, they lost to the Kings, which the Kings are a good team, but they lost at home 5 nothing. God. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. So, so they're back, baby. They're back to just being really bad, not fun to watch. Tortorella benched Morgan Frost for no reason. He'd been playing actually yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I like I. I think a lot of times when when players get benched for a game or two, I think a lot of the fan base like overreacts a lot, and it's just like, all right, calm down. But, like, I mean, everyone's playing but, bad. He can't be worse than them. Yeah, but like this you know has kind of gone on for long enough and it's like dude like what's the fuck's going on I, I like did he like torts doesn't like him i know that's it's and i i don't know what the deal is i mean i don't know i i'm skeptical that morgan frost is going to be like a piece of the of the next like good team he's like you know one of these guys who has like a little bit of finesse like good vision but doesn't have like the physicality no, just does, soft, and so yeah. it's just like i don't you can find a lot of those guys, so it's like I'm not losing my shit over I mean, he's, he the can't idea be that any worse than some of the. But guys it's like, yeah, right like now, why? Dude. Why are you? Be- but like, yeah, exactly. It's like it's not like you have a bunch of guys that are clearly better than him. So like, why are you benching him over and over again? It, it's it's a little weird. Yeah, it's. Uh, but ultimately, who gives a shit? It's the Flyers, <laughs> man. They're like I said, get that pick, baby. They're back, dude. Yeah, all the way up. Put the word out. We're back. I was gonna rant about the power play. Their power play is really bad. The the one th- I'm not going to go on about the power play. Yeah, well, we were before you got here. We were watching the uh, we were watching a little bit of the uh, what was it? The Dallas and Dallas uh, and Blue Columbus? Jackets yeah. and like I think it was like the the Dallas was on the Dallas power on the play. power play and they were like, you know, Dallas has really been struggling. Uh, the only two teams that are, have a lower percentage are like the Flyers and somebody I forget the <laughs> other one. Louis. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, know yeah. what yeah. St. Louis? I looked it up because I was curious. You, you, the Flyers. Power play is 8.9%. And it's the second worst. It's grody. You want to know how bad St. Louis is? It's it was like, like six. I, I cackled. 3.6%. <laughs> I mean, early season, Damn. small sample Holy size shit. and whatnot. But, but 3.6%? That's, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Theirs was at least like 12 or 15 or Yeah, like 20, a solid power like play is around yeah. like 20%. The the devils I think are first small sample size again, but they're at forty one percent. Jesus, wow, yeah, they're they're like ju- they're like juggernauts. Yeah, they're good. Though, didn't Josh like, Harris didn't dude. Uh, Jack Hughes get injured though? I think. Oh, did he? I think he got fucked up. Yeah. Oh, damn, that know. stinks. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, 
Flyers, draft man. Pick, draft pick. Draft keep pick. losing, but please don't get blown out every game, and please don't lose. To yeah, I just, I just wanted to play hard teams. and be competitive and right. lose. That's that's what you want out of a rebuilding team. And don't lose to the O ten and one San Jose Sharks. Like, yeah. I don't care how bad we want you to be. That's an excuse. Oh, I think you mean the one ten. Well, now yeah. one ten and one. Yeah. Fuck. But uh, all right, that yeah. that's it for the Flyers, man. <laughs> Had had to touch on them in that historic loss. Yeah, guess we can move on to the birds. Big old win against Dallas. Real uh, butthole clencher of an ending oh. there. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> man, they looked like they really wanted to give that game away multiple times. Uh, but they have four. They gave Dallas what four almost pretty much. They were like drives. Dallas, yeah. I think they had something like four drives like inside the ten and the came away with quarter. like six points yeah. total out of those or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It, it came down to like Dak Prescott helped us out by stepping out of bounds. Yeah, and that the the one play where the tight end got <laughs> tackled as he was catching the ball and right like in the our one end inch. zone. <clears throat> yeah, on fourth. Dude, down. it's hilarious seeing people bitch about that play, and it's like, oh. dude, the it's clearly not. <laughs> Right. He's not in. And I know like some people were saying maybe that should have been uh, pass interference. Like maybe he got there early, which is like, okay, I guess. Like maybe it's a little borderline, but it's uh, like. It's too close to call. Yeah. I feel like. it's way, also it's, watching it's, it laugh, It could go felt, either way. I feel like he tripped. It was more of a trip. Like, yeah, when you watch a still image of Reed Blankenship on the guy's back, his knees down, the ball's kind of falling out, whatever. Like, okay, fine. You can maybe say pass interference. However, it looked like live. It looked like he tripped over the guy's feet and fell over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but, to to try to lobby for that to be a PI, they're not going to call that in the guts of the game unless it's super blatant. Especially when you got, you know, pretty much next touchdown wins for Dallas. Yeah, and you know maybe best they could have. Done, what was it at that point? No, we only won by yeah, yeah. Touchdown no, yeah, won the was, game. Yeah, yeah. no, that could have been game. So, yeah, and that was right in our front. I mean, it was. Poof, the end of that game was so stressful. It was not even funny that we did not need to be lit like that. At well, all. no. What I'll bring up about that man is some of the offensive play calling towards the end of that game when we had the ball yeah. and all we had to do was just hold possession was asinine dude yeah the uh the play that most irked me was third and three yep we throw a deep ball to aj brown yeah it's are, you, it. are you serious yep like sirianni justified it i'm not going to read the whole quote but he said the defense was lined up at the sticks we thought that if we threw it over their heads we'd get a first down and that could end the game yeah, instead you threw it in completion, stops the clock. Yep. And you give, give them the ball, them the ball back. back with plenty and of time. And our defense had been yeah, our a defense, sieve the whole CD, game. CD Lamb tore us up. He was at 200 yards. And honestly, you can't even put that all that shit going on Dak Prescott. Like, you can't even put that game on him at all because besides I mean, that play. he shouldn't have stepped out of bounds. That was that, a bonehead play. Besides the play where he stepped out of bounds, he was playing, I mean, 340 yards, four touchdowns. He can't do anything. I mean,. He played. He the, did his part mostly. Yeah, he yeah. torched us. I mean, he he's been since he's, he's been. He's always yeah. torched us, he's but been, we still beat him sometimes. Anyway, but I feel like time. if we had lost that game, we'd be talking a lot about the CD Lambs, like eleven catches for like oh, almost two hundred yards. Yeah. What the he hell? Tor- the secondary is like. But yeah. weird thing is, I don't even think he had a touchdown though. No, which was odd. the touchdowns were the Ferguson, Tolbert. Yeah, I think Dak made a round one in. No, nah, Dak tried to. Then he got a, he oh, got yeah, flipped yeah, over. He got that over, flip yeah. pancake. Yeah, yeah. Who had? I forget who had their other touchdown. Maybe CD. Not CD did have one. Did he have one? Yeah, CD's nuts, dude. He did have one. 
Damn. But yeah, all around, I think another big thing was that the defense in the second half does play a lot. I don't know what it is, but like third, fourth quarter especially, they do come around. Brandon Graham coming out, get one and a half sacks in the last five minutes of the game. Yeah. yeah. That pass rush always seems to like, it's like all game. It's like they're almost there, they're almost there, they're almost there. And then... When it matters most in the fourth quarter when the game's bang. in the line, they, like, bang, bang. Hassan they... Reddick shows up. Jalen yeah. Carter shows up. He's at four Josh sacks right Sweat, now. Yeah. yeah, like, they're all – well, Josh Sweat now leads the league in fourth quarter pressures. Pressures, yeah. And in pressures all – I think he's got, like – I think he's, like, tied overall. For, yeah, 53 or yeah. 56 like that all overall. Damn. He's nuts, you know. But that's the thing. Like, last year where they were getting to the guy, they're, like, missing it by fucking butthole hair. So close. But they're, they're going to click. And I think the bye week came at a – perfect opportunity oh, yeah. oh that's where this bond gassed, dude you know i mean i think they have a really good chance so why it's like so relieving that they pulled out that game yeah. imagine if they lose that and Going then we got like two weeks this... to stew over it Ugh. then you got Aaron, andy reed coming out right. of the bye. Like, well, darius slayman said like that was the most intense regular season game i think i've ever played in my life like it just felt like it and the environment it felt too like felt like game. a playoff yeah. game mm-hmm. we, were, we didn't sit down the whole game yeah that yeah. was nuts yo that but, was a great great game yeah jalen hurts said Selfishly, this buy couldn't have come at a better time. His exact quote. Yeah, when well, he he man. fell down with that knee in, knee injury. Did yep. you see it on TV? Like, did oh, yeah, you see, it looked bad. It looked yeah. like he could have torn like an ACL looked, or an MCL. He dude. looked upset too because he started walking off the. Thank God it came right before halftime because he was able to get off the field. I think the defense did like help them get a three and out, and then we ended up going into halftime anyway. They killed the clock, so he got like a fifteen minute break, but. Man, when Micah Parsons hit him, he got up. I was like, well, he didn't. He, he, crawled he, he for tried a to get up. Then he fell down and, yeah. like, he wasn't getting up. I was like, oh, my God. Something, I mean, he keeps saying that everything's fine, but he's been getting worked out an hour after every game for the last two weeks. Yeah, they're saying it's a, it's a bone bruise, but I, I mean, the I, way that knee buckled, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he sprained something on that play and he just had to have, which the hit itself didn't look necessarily like a super leg kind of hit but once you watch that replay it's just like oh that knee bent away it shouldn't really bend but then he comes out his second half numbers are ridiculous he comes out in the second half he every threw game. that touchdown to Devonte right in front of us yeah yeah that but was like, crazy he just comes out second half and is super efficient i think his numbers are like 130 quarterback rating no interceptions like 10 or 12 uh touchdowns whatever it is like the guy i i don't know what it is he gets all limpy and gimpy in the first half second half comes out yeah. I don't know. We you know who else is not doing too well after that game it was uh, some Cowboys fans. Some play <laughs> some 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 hits here. It's over. Close. Hmm. He tried. No he tried. He tried. He tried. He tried. We got, we game got. of inches. Congratulations, Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It could have gone our way. It could have gone with us that way. Yeah, yeah very true. Very true. And there's this guy. It's not going to happen. But for the Philadelphia Eagles, no respect. The, the, the league has to get rid of that tush push <laughs> because that is a vital piece of every one of their scoring drives. That's right, baby. They are not able to do anything on offense without the tush push. They are not able to function on offense without the tush push. One score they got without utilizing the tush push. We'll be on you in. So I don't have no respect <laughs> for you and the NFL. NFL, it is a. It is not gonna happen. Dude, I love that. 
kid at the end just like, Daddy, I'm hungry. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I yeah. love the video, too, though, of the Tush Push and Micah Parsons just on a pile. He just, just falls, getting oh, moved. Yeah. falls <laughs> backwards like five yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's just crowd surfing. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. I mean, you know, again, to our point, top of the top of the episode, it's like good teams find a way to win. It's not they haven't really had a super pretty win yet. They've had some decent wins, you know, here and there where they've looked okay. They haven't have really put it together. Everyone's and, been pretty gritty. And Slay touched on it too. He's like, you know what? Yeah, like we as a the defense is really the biggest hiccup because any every quarterback against us in the last six weeks has been averaging three hundred plus yards, three or four touchdowns. Like you can't Barely any turnovers. I mean, and only except we, Tua, oddly enough. Tua, which you know, defense but showed up. They've for been that playing game. their record against good teams is that's ass, true. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise you too much. But like, the defense has really been the Achilles heel of this team, and we find a way to win, and I'm okay with that. But like, after the bye week, they got to figure out how to get sacks, not just pressures, and get that turnover ratio up a little bit more because. You can't be giving up 300-plus yards a game to Mahomes, to Brock Purdy, to, you know, Dallas again. Allen. I mean, you got, yeah, Buffalo. Allen will turn it over a couple of times. He's extremely Definitely, but you got a really yeah. tough stretch. You got the teeth of your schedule coming up, and the defense has to get a grip in the secondary's perspective. Linebacker core is weak, but we're stopping the run, so they're good for that. But you're bringing Kevin Bayard for some support. We need these guys to gel in this bye week and figure that shit out because I don't want to see another 350-plus yard game, four touchdown, and sneak it out in the win. Yeah. That's just getting brutal. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think that's probably what's going to happen coming out of the bye. We can talk about that more next week. Andy Reid's also the, – the Chiefs are also coming off a bye. We know what Andy Reid's like It's Reed's like a Super like Bowl game, bye. though. Last time we had a bye together, that's we technically – we. <laughs> the NFL playing that. They playing that well. We should have fucking won that game. Shit. Thanks, Jonathan Gannon. But <laughs> okay. yo, you talked about the linebackers. Nakobe Dean, man, he ain't it. No, and I think that this not, injury is kind yeah. of irrelevant to be I mean It's I, not a big deal because I hope it gets we're better. used to playing without him, but right. like spent a third round pick <laughs> on this guy and Yeah. Not happy on the field. I hope he's okay, obviously, but it's not like it really we honestly what do we play? Five games without him and we Went four and one. Yeah, we'll be fine with so, that. So I don't really miss him that much. It does stink, and I don't think you know. We threw around the word "bust" a little bit, but third round pick. It was more of like we hoped he would be something like a steal, and he didn't. So it's like okay, well, yeah. I mean, granted, he's still just a second year player. Could still be something there, but it's like not uh, so far. The the signs aren't encouraging. Well, you know? yeah, I will not... say Brandon Graham coming out. Didn't start really till his like third or fourth year because he kept blowing out his Achilles and blowing out of ACL and didn't really get a chance to start. And Andy Reid kept him around and yeah, now yeah. he's a beloved guy. But you know, I think that you know the fact that he is a third round pick probably helps us if we do want to keep him for longer for cheaper because he doesn't have any tr- trade value at all. You expect maybe the lineage from being at Georgia and all that shit. But mm. other than that, he hasn't done a whole lot. He had some promise in preseason, which was good to see, but. That's preseason. Dude, so I think he might have to lose like fifteen pounds, become a safety. I don't know. his size is very He's he's listed at five eleven, two thirty. He looks shorter than he 5'11". does look very tiny. I mean our defense isn't that big and I I honestly don't know where the where you put him. I mean he could be a smaller size linebacker if he wants to get stockier maybe in play, but 
that explosive side to side that he had in Georgia, I haven't seen. I think he, he can't really read a, a defense. I think he, he needs to lose a little weight and become a safety. I think that's the only way he stays in the NFL. Like you see, a lot of times safeties bulk up, yeah, to become a linebacker. I think he's got to do the inverse. Or he plays that weird nickel corner pot spot. If he yeah, he can out play a like bit. a big nickel. You know, like a real thick. But he's nickel, still but... gonna have to lose. He's gonna have to lose some weight to be able to keep up with tight ends to keep up with slot yeah. receivers and speaking of tight ends i think that's a bigger loss i think losing god oh, for huge. a while is very especially coming up with this schedule Yo, a lot of tight end susceptible teams what i'll say is that's a bigger loss in the run game big time he's the best run blocking tight end in the league dude. big time and it's a shame that it happened against dallas on that play like that forearm um well that's like however, last year when washington yeah that face, or yeah, that face mask where they almost ripped his head off, sprained his shoulder. He was out for four weeks. Yeah, that's when you wish we would have brought back Ertz maybe for a little bit. Yeah, you think Dick Rod's coming back? Richard Rogers. Richard Sorry. Rogers. <laughs> no, honestly, I think that I don't see why you can't put Julio Jones in that position. I think so too. If you make Jack Stoll the primary tight end for blocking, and you put Julio, Julio's built like a fucking brick shit house. He's built yeah, he's for that. Six three, yeah. two twenty five, two thirty. You know, he's and basically we don't, a tight end. And we don't really run. We like to run between the tackles anyway. So if he's just there for diversion or whatever little chip block we run some schemes where the tight end has to come in and block like a tackle or like a d end but most of the time too lately it's been stole coming inside and running with kelsey or running with lane you know goddard does a chip block and bounces out i feel like that's perfect for julio especially not knowing the whole offense that way um but great environment on sunday great atmosphere great tailgate great company it was fun to be down there with everybody down there that day and, uh, yeah, like you said, Trevor, tight buttholes till the end, but we got it done. Yo, what about the plane that was flying over the tailgate? Y'all remember this shit? Mm. Uh, what did it say exactly? It said... Stop, sell, don't take oh, away our Oh, where do I have this? Don't take away our gas grills. Oh, it was calling on Governor Murphy, dude. Governor was... There's some Jersey guys. Mm-hmm. What did they say? They said... Damn. Yeah, that was right in the tailgate. Yo, Governor Murphy, don't took away our gas stoves, gas cars, and gas heat. I got to be honest, I'm with them, man. Yeah, we yeah. support that flag. Don't, don't do that. Like, I'm generally pretty environmentally friendly other than my, my, my ass wiping. As you all uncovered, I don't be reusing my shit like you. But reuse, also, reuse is a mis... I feel like that could yeah, be misconstrued. I, I don't reuse my toilet fold. paper. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just you fold. fold. Yeah. I don't got time I'm for that. I'm just putting it out there for people so don't get confused. I don't reuse my toilet paper. Just, you know. <laughs> I, I don't got time for folding and like using different sections. I got to wipe. I got to wipe. But I also don't have time to cook on an electric stove. Yeah, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah, when you had the electric rental car, how long it took to charge? Um, Like... I don't know. It was like maybe 25 minutes to charge it up like 80% or you something. You know how long it takes to, to fill a gas tank? Five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't got 20 minutes. Sit, to same get 80%? Way I don't have, it's not even full. Same way I don't have 20 minutes to heat up an electric stove. You ever cooked on an electric stove? I've never had. Brutal. Never had one. You never had to cook on Awful. one? Awful. Yeah. You're so, waiting for those coils to heat up for 10 damn minutes, dude. Then they're like too hot and then you don't know how to like... It's not. Yeah, it's hard to tell because, yeah. like, if you can see the flame, how high it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just—it's just red. The electric, you don't really know. And then when you turn it off and take the pan away, and you forget you cooked it's on it. It's still hot. Uh, cooking. It's yeah, hot. that shit'll burn you. Mm-hmm. My mom had one at her one of her old places. I had to cook on it for the first time. I was so frustrated. 
almost moved into a house before I moved into the house I'm in at now. It's a real nice place. Had electric heat and electric stove. Could not do it. Mm-mm. Yo, I ain't cooking on that shit. And those people flying the plane were right, dude. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah. you're not taking away my gas stoves, man. Nah. Nope. So, so it's also daily savings time. Oh, don't even get me started on that. We might have to push that ramp back to next week. We've been talking for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll save that for next week. I'll be here all day. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so, you know, some people might be upset about the um the lack of sunlight. You get out of work, it's already dark. Mhm. But you know, if you don't want to have to worry about that, what you could do is go to the Board eight, eight yacht club <laughs> party, and just get blinded by lasers, and then you can't see anything anymore, and it's not a problem. Oh man! Yeah, you got some uh, some quotes from that. I was reading yeah. that article. I, I, I read a to, couple quotes. Yeah, I was trying to bring that one article up, and it was like cut off. Let me so, but, let me see if I can find it. But but um, yeah. Apparently, so this was a. <laughs> NFT festival, which if we get what that was, is a uh, uh, you know little eight pictures that are worth um, you know apparently worth like a bajillion dollars, well, I thought but the they're NFT, actually not. But now they're worth nothing. I thought yeah. an NFT was like a but clip of like a band playing a, a a famous band playing a song or like an athlete doing something cool. They're not even uh, that NFT anymore. NFT is like a not is it's a, a non fungible token, fungible, right? Yeah. There's like this, the hell that they could means. be anything the, now. The well, board eight pictures. Yeah. So they're it's just they boiled down to just these cartoon like pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean that's basically what they are. I don't know. They're like, it's basically hell. just like cryptocurrency, but in like an image form. I think is the idea. Been a real rough couple weeks for the crypto guys because you had uh, Sam Bankman Freed, mm-hmm. Sam Bankman Fraud, <laughs> get going fucking, to Congress, get yeah. like. Guilty on like seven counts. He's pretty much in jail for like a thousand years. And then, uh, all those you know, guys. you're like, well, it sucks for that guy, but at least I'm going to, you know, have a fun time at the, the Bored Ape Yacht Club Festival and, uh, just, just, you know, get some drinks in and, uh, just jam out to some, some good EDM music. Well, I stare and at my then they, uh, And then they blow up your eyes like the Death Star, you know? Yeah. These guys, these people got fucked up eyes now. Yeah, a few of them were like, yeah, I remember reading some of the I, tweets. I think some of them, like, they, I don't think anyone went completely blind, but they got, they like, had they to had, go like, to the ER. They went to the ER, though. Yeah, they had, like, a, they had, like temp, some kind of temporary, I forget what the condition was It was some called. weird technical term, I don't yeah. remember. They had, yeah, but they had, like, blurry vision, foggy things, uh, severe headaches. Someone, I think, was vomiting because they had headaches. Yeah, yeah, they had sunburn, I'm reading here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I saw on Sunday. I just got a glimpse of someone. Like people were posting on Twitter about it, being like, "Did anyone else?" Uh, I'm reading eyes some of the tweets really now. Bad? Yeah. Anyone, else? anyone else's eyes burning from one last night? Asked one user. Woke up at 3 a.m. with extreme pain and ended up in the <laughs> ER. That's insane. I can't imagine. imagine how scary that must be to be like, Jesus. "I have to go out of the ER because of my eyes." Dude, th- these, ah, these that's couple, terrifying. I woke up at 4 a.m. and couldn't see anymore. That's Good more Lord. frightening. You go, to this sleep, one, you go to sleep fine, but you wake up blind. Like, fucked. <laughs> this one had so much pain and my whole skin is burned. Needed to go to the hospital. In subsequent tweets, he said that the festival was, quote unquote, amazing. 
and quote unquote remains a great experience. He said shit was. <laughs> that, reminds me, that reminds <laughs> me of would, like those. He said would come back. That shit was. That good. reminds me of those like Woodstock '99 documentaries that came out. Like on a, there was like a Netflix one, an HBO was one, where wild. it was like I remember there was one interview with some woman that was like talking about she was like talking about how all it was like went to shit. There were all these like sexual assaults, and oh, then people time. were trying to like burn the place down. It was a complete nightmare. And then at the very end, she was like. But you know it was a great time, and yeah. I would do it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Yeah, but you can imagine. I was also thinking about how, because like this shit's like in the news a lot. People like write about it. This like all this like cryptocurrency NFT shit. Because you imagine if you were just like a journalist working the the NFT beat. And you had to like go down. <laughs> you're like you're like fuck, shitty. Dude. Like the Huffington, Imagine, like yeah. the Huffington Post yeah. sent you down to this <laughs> fucking onion. festival, and you and you end up getting like your eyes <laughs> fucked up over this thing that you don't even really care about. It's just like oh, I gotta fucking do a story about this fucking thing. They're like Pat, and you're like, oh. like I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm blind being an now. NFT beat reporter is like that's sad. I As. feel bad for any. No disrespect yeah. to any of you all out there. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. I feel like there's a lot of people who write about this stuff who like their whole angle is like, "This is stupid," and I want to expose how like, good. Dumb so now and he's now, now this you're anti NFT, but, but like, you're also blind. Yeah, that's ass. It's just like I have two reasons <laughs> to not like this now, yeah. and I can't even write <laughs> the report because I'm blind. It's, yeah, it's a fucking uh, you know Ponzi scheme <laughs> or whatever the fuck, and it fucks up your eyes. <laughs> Damn, I I would. That would be terrifying. I mean, I wake up every morning partially blind already to put my glasses on. But if I woke up and just couldn't see anything, pitch black, whew, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's that, some yeah, imagine, shit. imagine if the last thing you ever saw was one of those like bored ape <laughs> NFT Dude, things. You, you might as well just end it. One of those shit that like Tobias Harris used to be uh, trying to hawk on. Here's Twitter the thing, though. Time out. If you fall asleep, I mean, you can see, but then you wake up and you see not like. Total blackout. You can't see anything. When you wake up, are you? Do you feel like you're awake, or do you feel like you're dreaming? I mean, at first yeah, you probably feel like you're dreaming, but once, you know, like you realize it isn't a dream. Like if you start talking to Hannah in the morning, and Hannah's like, "No, like this is real life." Then what do you do? I oh, know my, my heart's already pounding right now. It gives me so much anxiety to not be able to see like that after seeing. Whew, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have the strength. I'm not like uh, I don't have the the mental fortitude of like a like a Helen Keller type person. Yeah, shout out like Helen I, Keller, man. Yeah, I feel like if I just had one thing, I'd be like, yeah, that's just. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just kill sight, sound, or hearing. Wait, hearing. Well, she didn't have sight or sound. She was blind and deaf. Yeah, and apparently wrote a bunch of books, which I I never really understood how that's possible. But I mean, whatever. I, I don't. I don't want to get into Helen Keller. Have you ever read the book, though? No. Is no. It, is it, did that suck? That would be funny. If it's like, people, are like, people are like, yeah, I can't believe she wrote all these books or whatever. I can't and make like, that like, shit like, No one's actually read them all, and they like turn open, and it's like, this is a bunch of gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't make this shit out. Is this in English? It's definitely not eye-opening. Yeah, but, yeah, she didn't have AI or like autocorrect. Ooh, those no. books could be pretty bad. Well, there's probably a bunch of typos in them. Dude, we got to start the Citywide Special Book Club. Ugh. First book we read is Helen Keller's bestseller. What? We do know the name of it? Yeah. We, I have no idea. I never read it. Fucking. What would be Helen Keller? My Life Through My Eyes? 
<laughs> What's one of them books? What's like the? There's this the story of my life by Helen Keller. Ah, what a generic title. That's boring. I don't want that. I want like. Oh, four twenty nine. Hell yeah. yeah. It's only four twenty nine. <laughs> yeah. Yo, right. I think That's we have right. to buy and read it. The mass market. Paper How many bag. pages though? I'm not trying to commit to like a. <laughs> if it's like, maybe this is a real question. <laughs> it probably comes in audio book these days. Yo. How many? Pa- I. Yeah. Uh, that says two hundred fifty six. How are you feeling about that, bud? That's doable. Doable. Yo, citywide special book club coming to a bar near you. Like, like, <laughs> it's 256 pages, but it's like 72 font. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's... Dude, it's in Braille, yo. Yeah, 72 uh, point Braille. <laughs> just, massive just, pages. You could just... They're like those knobs. You gotta like, you gotta like do well, your whole could... like forearm across it to... We could do the... We could do the uh... The audio book, but the three of us could just yes, read it. Light in my darkness. Uh, that one sounds like I would read that one. I guess she must have written a lot of books, because, like, what the fuck else she's going to do? I see a bunch in here. Well, she's not going to be a gardener. I mean, you can't cook <laughs> if you can't blind. You can't you You can't. Yeah, you could probably you burn yourself it. pretty easy if you try to. And, well, that also stinks being deaf. You can't sing. You got no. Yeah, you can't People do say music. It's a masterpiece. Which Person one? of the century, which opens your mind. I'm just reading some of these. Uh, which this book is the one is that this? we're about to. Smart. This is story of my life. I'm on. What is this? What's website? I'm on? Thriftbooks.com. Thriftbooks. Oh, I know about thriftbooks. Yeah. Well, anyway, four twenty nine. That's I think doable in our budget for the podcast. Yeah, I say we do it. How big is the book though? What's the dimensions here? Uh, Probably it, six by nine. It says. Uh, uh, 4.1 inches by 6.7. Oh, it's a little, little, little pocket book. That's a little yeah. one. I might go blind trying to read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that maybe makes the grade yeah. Well, shout out to Helen Keller uh, great, for great writing all these books. Se- grade 7 to 12. I feel like we could handle that. <laughs> we good, yo. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Damn, we're, we're going to hell for making fun of Helen Keller, man. Dude, we're talking about how she was. <laughs> we're about to buy her book. Whoever owns her, ro- whoever owns her royalty is about to get four thirty off us. They ain't getting all that. They're about to you get. You want to know how that works? They're about to get a dollar off this. Yeah, they're gonna get like seventy cents off yeah. that sale, dude. Well, you know. Anyway, it's the point that we're it's twenty twenty three and we're still talking about how yeah, that's true. Buy her book. Yeah, so and get a good condition for four twenty. We got all our listeners new for five oh nine. All our listeners and all our viewers are going to be like, oh. Wow. They're reading so, Hella Keller. These so, guys yeah, are such admirable gentlemen. Look at these intellectuals over here. Yeah, what other sports podcasts you listen to where you're going to get some classic book recommendations? Oh, Helen That's Keller, true. baby. What's that movie? She a good, there's a good movie, too, Black and White, about her life. Well, we got to watch that, too. That's a good one. At least it's a movie. Y- y- yo, okay. I feel like I've seen that. I feel like my, mo- my mom's a big Helen Keller fan. She is. Yeah. All she right. We gotta get your mom. You know well, after mean? we read the book, we either get Mom Mass look on the podcast. She'll be fired up about it. I think she really does mess with the, the old Helen Keller here. But anyway, well, there she go. is. Damn, take that picture off though. She's kind of freaking me out. Look over there. Yeah, let's scroll down a little bit. <laughs> We're still, but for the record, the citywide special is pro Helen Keller. Hell yeah. yeah. We are pro. We love blind, deaf. Well, if you're uh, deaf, that kind. Of, it's tough for us. We don't really have an option. Op- well, 
Yeah. Oh. We'll just have to learn to sign, yo. It's not that. Yeah. YouTube. You can watch the YouTube, and I think they have the automatic captions, captions, which probably aren't always totally accurate, but you get the gist. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, what are people with no legs? Those are fine in our book. Any. Uh, well, oh, we're down with autism. We've been said that. Yeah, we've been. T- well, yes. we love the gas, gas stoves. stoves yeah, autism. That's a given. Uh, any, any, all, all, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't discriminate here, man. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're a pod for all. And One. I think that will just about do it. Yeah, I think so. Before we get canceled here. <laughs> I, think, I think we should probably <laughs> this is a- not go any further down this road. Before we, before we cover we too many bases We've been going pretty long yeah. here as it is. Uh, that'll just about do it for us here tonight. Everybody, uh, please give us a five-star review. Five-star rating and review wherever you get a podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Yeah, give us those likes, those thumbs up. Give us a follow on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.